Hello and welcome to the football show today, to up top with Gav Mack and Alex Osborne. Uh, today it's a little additional podcast that we're doing today in association with the male coach, the best boozer in Northampton, uh, Macau Sports Bar and Grill, the best, uh, the best boozer in the whole of New York and Stalker Studio, of course, the best place to go if you want to get some recording stuff done. Um, today... We'll be catching up with everything that's happened uh, yesterday, if, you're, if uh, you're listening to it later on today, or on Boxing Day, if you're listening to it uh, later on, <laughs> another, another time. Gav Mack and Alex Osborne, here we are. Um, How you doing? Where should we go? Also, what we're going to do today, because um, like we've, we've got our usual section of what are Everton, um, why, why would we not? Um, we've also got a little bit of a bonus in there for the the team of the decade. And this morning, Alex and I we sat together and uh, and put together our our team of the decade. And it's um, it 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 is very very contrasting. I would say, would you not say? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's a couple of uh, similarities between the two, but we uh, we both went in the same formation, didn't we? We 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 did indeed. Um, Oh, it, it, it's very tough. There's some big names missed out of mine. Um, a couple of names as well missed, missed out, out of Alex's. But um, but yeah, we're we're also going to talk about how how far Mason Greenwood could go because he was brilliant. He um, was good, yeah. And uh, Ancelotti, uh, Arteta. I was going to say the new managers. How do they get on? Indeed, and Liverpool's run away victory. Let's start there. Yeah. Um, Liverpool. Do you want? In fact, before you go on that, should we do a quick preview of the uh, City game first, and then? Yeah, why not? Because that's the only game that hasn't actually been played on Boxing Day, and that's on tonight um, at seven forty-five. On is that on Amazon Prime as well? Uh, Yes, on Amazon Prime. I was a bit gutted that I missed out on that thing you were telling me about earlier. Yeah, so so like the goal zone. So what Gav's referring to is that uh, Amazon Prime did a uh, they had all the games on at the same simultaneously, all the Mm. three o'clock games. Uh, and then the early game and the late games are followed one another. Uh, as as usual on Boxing Day, you get a bumper day of football. It's, like, it's, a, tra- it's a tradition, isn't it? In this country? Trying to explain this to my girlfriend's mum was really hard. She was like, How? What, what, she like, what, what are you doing on Boxing Day? I was like, I'm not really fussed really. She like, we can come over and play some games. And I was like, I'm, I'm happy to do that, but there's football on. She's like, yeah, but it's, it's just football. It's like, hmm. It's Imagine me telling you like that... Um, Oh, what are you doing on Saturday? Um, she'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to watch the rugby." I'm like, huh, "What are you watching rugby for?" Yeah. Uh, you you got no. Well, it's the same. Boxing Day is the day. I'm like, when I used to referee as well, Boxing Day was all about derby days. All the local derbies, they all play like they all play against each other. Massive followings. People doing a bit of crowd uh, like um, ground hopping. Amazing, amazing. Boxing it, Day is number one. It's like it's like saying to an American, "What are you doing on Thanksgiving? Oh, are you going to watch football? No. What are, you, what are you talking about? Even if you're not an NFL fan, exactly. you watch football on, uh-huh. on, on on Thanksgiving. It's That's tradition. It's law. It's not tradition. It's law. It's law. It has to be done. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, so we well, obviously uh, what I was referring to during the three o'clock games is what five or six games on at the same time, and uh, BT uh, BT Sport, Amazon Prime had them all on at the same on on individual uh, channels, so you could watch each game if you wanted to, if you're a fan. But they also had the. Um, they, like had, the, they had a channel BT where they show, yeah, it? so it was like the BT goal show that they have for the Champions League, but they did it for the uh, for the Premier League. So they showed live action, um, and then they cut to the different games if something was going on. And they had a panel there, and it was pretty decent. So um, and there were some naughty goals scored yesterday, which we'll, we'll talk about. But going to the uh, the Wolves game, Wolves City game tonight, I feel it's a bit naughty of the Premier League to arrange them to be done on the. Uh, 
on a Friday unless Amazon Prime asked them to uh, to do it this way because City not only that well in fact Wolves as well I should shouldn't just focus on City here but they are playing tonight but then they play again on Sunday yeah, with less than forty eight days I mean. it's forty eight hours the situation's worse for Wolves because they're kicking off in the afternoon yeah and then City are kicking off in the evening at six about. o'clock which I still don't think is right. Yeah, but you know what can you do? So anyway, uh, I I look into uh, see how Man City get on tonight. Leicester gave them a really easy time of it in the uh, their last game out, and uh, looking to see how uh, Man City carry on without their incredible assistant now manager of Arsenal. Wolves Wolves have uh, come off a, um, a decent run, but they've had a couple of. Well, they had they won their last game, but they didn't play very well. Yeah, they? they're, they're, um, they're, it's a weird thing that's happening with Wolves at the moment. But you got to remember as well in October, um, they got absolutely bummed by City, but won two 0 So you know this is the first time that they're looking to do a league double over Man City since ninety nine two thousand. Um, that was when they were both in the, in in Division One still, rather yeah. than Championship as it is called now. Um, for the kids out there that don't know your don't know your history, um, and it'll be the first time in the top flight if they do do it um, in in nearly forty years, fifty years um, coming up to. So you know no. 60 years. Bloody hell, I can't count. Um, so, yeah, a long time. Anyway. Uh, a long way. time, anyway. A long yeah. time. Um, you know, this is... Yeah, it, it's like City, they've, they've lost They've lost all their last three games that they played on a Friday. City? Not City, sorry, Wolves. 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 Well, hmm. um, but, but... I don't know how, how much you can put into stock on that. I don't you know, know but it's, it happens, did it? You know, like, just <laughs> like, this... Remember when Reading, Reading couldn't win a three o'clock game on a Saturday afternoon? <sighs> They were playing three o'clock. Always bet against them. I wonder how many times Wolves have played on a Friday though. Because it's not. It's, it's not. It's, it's not exactly a, uh, <laughs> three times. Is it? Is it <laughs> well, no. Is it? Is it a case of? Is it three times because they've done it in the champ when they played in the championship? Because I, there's not many Premier League games. Played no, it's only the hundredth. Um, top flight game to ever be played on a Friday. Oh, wow. There you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think it's a bit naughty of uh, the Premier League to f- f- to arrange this this game on a Friday. Please correct me, anybody who listens to this, if if, if it's a case of they've been dictated to by Amazon. But uh, it, it's going to probably he- involve some heavy rotation for both sides coming on Sunday or even today depending on how they view which fixture is more important to them. Yeah, I, of course. I, I could, I could uh, maybe potentially imagine Wolves might actually play a, if I were them, maybe a weaker side against City, thinking, well, we'd have a better chance. But then saying that, I think Wolves playing, they play, um, well, they play Liverpool. They play Liverpool, so, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's a weird one, because like for me, um, this season, Wolves have got a deeper squad than they did last they year. Yeah. So they're able to... Like, but look, they've been playing Thursday, Sunday most of the season and just getting on with it. That, that, extra, that extra day obviously does make the difference. I mean, um, but like people people normally moan about it. It's like, oh, we can't like Arsenal, Man United, you know, Chelsea have done it in the past, Liverpool have done it in the past. But oh, we can't do this Sunday, this, this Thursday, Sunday thing. The Europa League is too much, and they've got deeper squads. Wolves, Doctor Water. They've lost. They lost two of the last three games. Prior to that, they were on a twelve match unbeaten run. Yeah. So yeah, don't at me, bruv. Don't at me. <laughs> um, right, Kevin De Bruyne. He's been involved in nineteen. Directly involved in nineteen goals in his last nineteen games. Seven goals and twelve assists. That's mad. He's so he's been tearing it up. Yeah, and like the next person, the next person closest to him is is on ten. So that's. Like is that just the Premier League as a whole? Premier League, yeah. yeah. So, like, he 
is the is the man to watch. But I can't see past City tonight. Though. I can't I can't see past City either. But you know, football's a funny game, especially when they when the gamers are coming thick, thick and fast. But, yeah. Uh, so Liverpool, um, they're now they're now thirteen points clear uh, of Leicester. They won four nil. I mean, like, we've had a bit of a chat about um, your idea of how Leicester were, and um, pretty much similar well, to how they were against against City. Don't I'm you just disappointed, at Leicester, uh, bigging them up for most of the season, mm. and they've been playing a, or they appear to have been playing a, an enterprising way of I want to call it brand of football, or a, an expansive way, or certainly a protagonist way, mm. right? And yet, when it's come to games against Man City and Liverpool, they have completely and utterly gone into their shell, shown both teams far too much respect, mm. and they've got pumped 3-1 and 4-0. Mm. So they've conceded, scored one and conceded seven, but they could have conceded double figures in both of those games. Yeah, right? definitely. But and what's annoying is the fact that, especially the City game, they won't want to they went one nil up, and also yes, they could have conceded loads more um, against Liverpool, but with twenty minutes to go, it was still only one nil. It's one nil. Yeah, and we were t- we were talking in our in our WhatsApp group about how they could to try and change it that they bring off um, they bring off a midfielder and bring on a striker, push everyone up fifteen yards further up the field, and try and take the game to Liverpool. But what ultimately what happened? Anything that's gone to try and take the game to Liverpool, they might not have got a result out of it. But they've but made Liverpool uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And so like, just sit there and just like lay down. Look at Man United. Man United went out there and took the game to Liverpool, and they got a point out of it. Yeah, they're the only. And that's, team where, point, that's where Man United were in their the, bad, their bad, bad, bad way. And bad, bad way. Here's the other thing as well. Um, they just made it comfortable for Liverpool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Liverpool played. It's probably one of the better games they've played actually. This think, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and Trent Alexander Arnold, he was he was instrumental. One of them was taking a mick out of that Sri Lankan guy who, because um, you know, like the Ballon d'Or votes, the um, Sri Lankan chief or whatever, he put Trent as his number one. Did he? And everyone was laughing about it. Well, he's know. potentially he's got he's, the potential to be one of the best. I mean, there's the de- de- the def- definitely the chat that he's certainly one of the best right backs in the world, and we were trying to think of who who is better than him or who certainly would be up there with him. Uh, I still think potentially he needs to. He, I'd still think he needs to improve his defensive side of the game. I but agree with that. That's always he's always going to improve that, and he will end up. He'll probably end up being the Ashley Colbert on the right. Because I think I think Wan Bissaka is a way better right back. Defend, defensively. Yeah, right, right back. Yeah, he's a right back. We need to remember this. Wan-Bissaka is better at right back. But if you're looking at um, a position as a whole, going forwards, doing the attacking work and the defensive work, then Trent is the first name that you write down. Both of them English as well. Both English. <laughs> Ain't it good? Yeah. Like, but I like, just, yeah, we'll talk about England another day. But um, um, going, but, back, like, going back to it, right? Liverpool so, on the front foot for minute one. They were. They were. They just suffocated and squeezed life out, life out of Leicester and Leicester let them do it and here here was when we were talking about the changes that Leicester needed to make to try and get back into the game pushing everyone further forward getting another strike on there to help Vardy because Vardy was he, it, it was like watching Leicester under Claude Puel he was <laughs> barely barely got a touch and I've I've said I've got on record saying that I think Leicester have the best midfield in the Premiership with yeah. uh, with Ndidi, Tillemans and Madison. Yeah. Right. But their mentality and it stems from their coach. And looking back at his career, 
and this was made uh, points were made several times on various social media platforms out there. Mm. When the going's going well for him, he's very he's a very good coach. He's a very top run, a very very front runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. When it doesn't quite go his way, Brendan Rodgers doesn't know what to do, mm. or he's um, he, he 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 doesn't know how to turn it around. He's very he's very one dimensional as a manager. Yeah. Maybe that's the case, and who knows? Maybe they've uh, they they've definitely shown these two clubs too much respect, mm. um, and people are going to say, "Oh, but Leicester probably wouldn't expect to be in this position." And how can... but then but that's you more can't? Club mentality you, that then, exactly. It? If you want to get to the next level and you want to progress, which Leicester have spent money. I mean, they've spent quite a lot of money yeah, on, uh, yeah, on yeah. Tillemans, uh, Ndidi. They've spent a lot of money on players bringing them in, you know. And if they want to progress, then you can't be of that. Yeah, you need to you need to start like forward thinking. Uh, let's talk about some of the goals. Um, yeah. Bobby Firmino, um, man, you can't really do much about that. That 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 that, that square ball from from Trent is taken it out of his feet and just put it in. Pinged it in. Uh, Chilwell is is he's he, he's he's dropped back quite far. Mm. It? And when when you when you look watch replay, you see the two centre halves. They kind of look around thinking, oh, that's sailed over. And then they see Chilwell there, and they they kind of look like they're surprised yeah it's a great header yeah good goal uh second goal um uh, penalty. That was the penalty yeah Sion Chu um now what are your thoughts on this because I, I thought I thought it was a clear penalty all day long I think, because, it, I think it's a bit soft I mean <laughs> I I I certainly think it's a penalty because he's he's, he's moved into it his hand's gone gone towards the ball yeah it, it, you no, could say not, that I'm... he's been he's been uh uh, his sight has been compromised by the coming over yeah, the defenders. Like, I, think, still, still... I, don't, I don't think he's put an arm out. His arm is there. So, like, I think he's, he's tried to lean towards it. I don't think he's tried to lean in with his arm. I think it's really harsh. I mean, like, if that's... Like, if... You see those not given. So, if you... If, like, if... If they're not given as well, then, you know, it's just a little, a little consistency in it. I don't know. I, I feel really. I think it's really, really harsh. I don't think it should have been a penalty, but I don't think that would have made any difference no, to the final oh, result. No, no, but it could I, have been a turning point. It, it, um, I mean, it could have been a turning point because at that point, I think Leicester had put a, a little bit of a better spell together because they had pushed up. Well, they, they'd certainly tried to take the game. I think all Brighton had been brought on and they had a, a chance or two, or, or certainly mm. they got into Liverpool half, which didn't seem like they did at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then after that, I mean, they scored, what, they scored the next, well, they scored three, well, three goals, goals in about ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. Trent's cross for Bobby, that was the yeah. one out of his feet into the top corner. Well, that, that was, can we just talk, take a moment there, for when, when the other players might have panicked, Firmino was able to take a touch and then just guide it lovely That's why he's one of the best corner. number nines in the world. But he made... He, he, but he's he, the he, best, best forwards in the world, I should say. Not the best number nine. The best number nine in the world is Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. Done. Um, but this is... Was it me and you talking about this, actually? What I would like to see from Liverpool is play a front four diamond. And they go out and get like a bad boy number nine out-and-out striker playing through the middle and then play Firmino in a deeper role, almost a bit like where Coutinho used to play and then have Mane and Salah either side. How sick would that be? That I mean, that would that would be pretty sick. I don't, sick. Think, that, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know. think that would take away the shine from, from Mane and, and, and Salah but, um, because they will still be scoring goals. They'll be chipping in goals from out wide. You know, and they, they, all four of those players can interchange because all the maybe four, like, maybe that be like, maybe that's the next evolution for Liverpool if they want to carry on their dominance yeah, going into the because season. Because those three, what I love about them, they'll come home and do some dirty work. 
Not like look at um. Oh, who's, who scored that banger the other week for them? But um, like they they all come home and do the dirty work. So it's not like they're just like if you just play those three up front, then you're just leaving the midfield just to do all the, all the graft. They like so if Firmino, you'll find him on the edge of his own box trying to win the ball. But what's he doing there if he's meant to be playing through the middle? So have him in a more withdrawn role and then you can have like a Timo Werner if they're looking at him still or whatever. Play through the middle. I think it, I think it would work. Um, I mean, Trent, Trent scored the, the, the fourth goal uh, and what a finish. Good, well, it's finish off a lovely move as well because mm. Liverpool had it down in their left-back area. Robertson, who should not go overlooked as well because both flanks, again, from their full-backs mm. uh, <laughs> that's where a lot of their creation comes from it does it? it does and they managed to work it out a lovely crossfield ball uh, eventually worked his way into Firmino who, who then laid it off and then Trent Alexander-Arnold sort of like he cut across it didn't it but it was a daisy cutter as well yeah 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 and it just drilled it into the bottom corner yeah, and yeah sick. it was um, absolute boring it, 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 they just crushed Le- Leicester and uh, I mean partly because Liverpool didn't let them but also I think Leicester just showed them yeah, it's just, just not good. For a team who's supposed to be second in the Premier League. I, yeah. I, I think there might be regression hitting Leicester um, now. Well, we'll see and find out because it's January, but I don't yeah. understand where they can where they can um, build on the squad. Um, let's talk about what's going on downstairs. Um, <laughs> and um, Aston Villa won, Norwich nil. What a madness game. I wonder which downstairs you were talking about. Whee! <laughs> 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 um, yeah, um, Villa, Villa won, Norwich nil. Now, we... We... I think we're in agreement about this. When things don't go your way, you know what your fate is. And Norwich absolutely dominated that game. Yep. I wouldn't necessarily say it was an inspired performance from Tom Heaton. No. But, because a lot of them were at him. But there was one particular opportunity where um, um, Alex Tete like, puts that thunder strike across. And somewhere, Douglas Louise comes out of nowhere and slides it and takes but, it off But not line. only that, he didn't He didn't put it into the roof. You see, sometimes you see that, the defender does that, but it goes into the roof of the net, doesn't yeah. it? He managed to get it over the bar. Yeah, he? He, got it, um, yeah he got it out of danger and they're able to reset. But um, Villa, they snatched a victory there massively. But you need you need to get those games going and like, uh, get, those, get those things going in that situation and like if that will help them out massively now that's um, that's got them just a point behind West Ham and if results go their way the next um, victory that they get they could be as high as 14th if results go their way of course mm. but Villa I'm not saying that they're going to survive but I am going to say that I think Norwich are dead now I think I think so um that was certainly because that not only not only was it a game where they should have won, judging on the balance of play, um, the chances created, and uh, and and how the flow of the match went, but it was also against a side that was down there battling with yeah, them. You've got and to it, now it it, it well, that that's your proverbial six pointer, isn't it? It was a six pointer. They had fifty seven percent possession in that game, and it was telling. Yeah. You know, they had sixteen shots, six on target of those. And they were all shots that they could have bagged. And mm. and don't get me wrong, Villa's goal for Harryhan, um, like Grealish completely but showing again, why. Again, Gre- is, Grealish, is. the difference maker, isn't he? Mm. He's the difference maker once again. And it was he wasn't the only time he did in the match where he he, he where he made a difference going forwards for Le- uh, Villa. And uh, Villa are going to do well to keep a hold of him. I know. I know. There's certainly the thought that he is very much a uh, he's a Villa lad through and through, but. 
the big clubs are going to come come in for him because he's now producing in the Premier League. He was doing it in the Championship for the last couple of seasons, and people were like, "Well, you know, he can, could he, make the he, step up? can he make the step up?" Because last time he was in the Premier League, maybe he wasn't quite ready for it at the time. A bit younger, a bit yeah, a bit, a bit younger, bit, a bit immature, yeah. But now he now he seems to have um, matured as a player, as a person, mm. and you know, you, and that happens. You know, he, okay. <laughs> what were you like when you were nineteen, twenty? You know, an absolute boss, mate. <laughs> um, what um, what what sort of value would you say? So for what, what for, Grealish? For, for Grealish, how much how much well, are you putting on him? I mean, he hasn't played for England yet, so you'd like to think you know he shouldn't be too much. But he is an English player playing in the Premier League, and he's standing out. Yeah. So he, he's definitely is they Villa. What, sort of, all, what, sort, of, all, what sort of money would Villa allow him to go for? They, bear in mind that McGinn's out for three months. Villa would be looking at fifty million plus easily. He's twenty four. He he would be fifty million plus. I think I think I think if someone went in with a bid of fifty million, I think Villa would probably laugh at it. I'm not saying that he's worth like hundred million, no. but you'd have to be closer to that hundred million target based, if, based, if you want to get him. Based on the, the value of what he is to the club. Yes, that's that's it. I mean, the, I think the fact you're looking is how long has he got left on his contract. Mm. Obviously, the value to the club, um, and you're paying for what he could be in a better club, can't mm. you? But he's definitely worth a minimum. At, I would say at this moment yeah, in time, think, 50 think, million plus. And that's only going to rise if he carries on and if he gets in the England squad, which I think, personally think, if his form carries on the way he is, he should definitely be in the next England but squad. But ahead of who? We had this on the international break when we were talking about this. You've got, you've got Mount, you've got I would say, Madison, I, I would say he you've would, got Deli Ali now. I would, I would say at this point in time he's ahead of Mount. I would say that, but he's, he's um, uh, Southgate's. Golden I know, boy, isn't he? yeah, he's, he's he's Southgate's golden boy, but I would say he's better. He he, he should be ahead of Mount in the pecking order. Mm. But I would I would start Madison over Mount, but he well, won't yeah, do so, that either. Yeah, no, he won't so, do that. But I don't. I don't. The, the, let's talk about what what makes Grealish good. He commits players. Mm. He keeps the ball ticking. Mm. His tempo's good. He's good. He he, he he I like this about a midfielder. He can pass the outside of his foot. Yeah. Um, and he can take a player on and he, he, he can bag as well he's yeah. got a good technique on him he can, he, can, he, can, he can operate on both wings he can play in behind yeah. he can play in a in a deep line playmaker position he, he's got everything in his locker but that, do you reckon that might be his hindrance it, potentially but that should also be a, a thing for him because you want to take players in your squad mm. who can cover different areas of the pitch and he can be one of those but players. is it because like he doesn't know which like it, it, it like do you feel that maybe he should be stuck to one particular no. position so therefore he can like enhance his skill set at that role so if he's playing in behind stay in behind and become a better player in that role do you see what I mean? Like, uh, no, I see. Like, I think, what, being I a think, bit more specialist, yeah. yeah I, so I, I, I think I, that's I think that's the the reason why um, he's not able to make it, a move. Well, he he's 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 the. Um, Proverbial number ten, but then he also does a bit of work on the wing. He does a bit mm. of work at number eight. He's so, like, he's, he's a free role, and I, I love I love. He's Villa's main man. Put it yeah. this way, he's and especially now that McGinn's out, he's out mm. for mm. what well, a minimum months, of three yeah. months, which I saw the other day, which is a blow for them. Massive but blow. He's he, he is Villa's main man, and they they will give him that license to roam. So. Whether he can then do that in a better team, I personally think he can do because you watch him, he has the talent, he has the ability mm. and now he looks like he's got the mentality to do that as well. Whether he's going to leave Villa, that will say a lot about him as a person and where he sees his career going. Yeah. Especially if Villa go down, if Villa get relegated, is he going to stay there? 
Or is he going to... Because there'll be people coming in for him. I, I, I would be shocked if he, people are not at least inquiring about yeah. him. Well, um, when Villa, I say people, I'm talking about clubs. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> um, Villa, their next game is against Watford. Um, let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about their next fixture against Watford, and then we'll talk and, we'll, and then we'll cover Watford's game with Sheffield United yeah. afterwards. So um, that once again another six point. It is it, uh, Watford. They've, they've made it off off the bottom of the table now, and they're looking a completely different side under Pearson now. Yes. Yeah. Um, Watford, if they win this game, they will still be behind Villa in the table. Um, and they'll, they'll be uh, just two points behind Villa. Terrible goal difference, though, in mind at the moment. Minus 21. They're just not scoring enough goals uh, at Watford. I think Watford are just got to do They've got to try and win games. I know that sounds very, very no, obvious. No, but, but they don't, they, they don't can't try be, anything expansive no, exactly, or pretty. Yeah, no, you, can't, be, you can't be thinking about goal difference. That's You win games... and you get your points and then you'll move up the table. Yeah, because so, if Villa, if, like if Villa win, then, and just say if Aston Villa, um, West Ham win as well, that creates a seven point gap between... It's another six uh, pointer. It's but, another yeah, six pointer, it isn't is, it? It is. It's, it's, um, it's very, very tough down there for them. And um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a struggle. But yeah, Watford, they went up to Sheffield United and got a one or draw. I think that's a fantastic result for them. Yeah, yeah, it was a good result because obviously Sheffield United are. Uh, they are darlings, aren't they're, they? They're, they're kind of coming a little bit of a crush of this uh, of this podcast, aren't they? Sheffield United, especially with uh, Chrissy Wilder being at the helm. But uh, it was a good it was a good result for them, and they went one up, and they yeah. had a couple of other opportunities to actually win the game. The Delafer had a free kick which went in. Oh, so close, wasn't it? Honestly, yeah. I swear that scraped a little like a paint off the side. Mm. Um, but Foster. I would have thought you'd learn how to deal with things under pressure after, remember when uh, the Aubameyang one, when he got charged down. And so when the ball's under, under underneath his toes, everyone was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. But he's found Shalabar somehow and he's flicked it on. Delefeu's ran onto it. Beautiful little finish. Yeah. Um, Hughes on Baldock. Penalty? Um, I thought it was soft. Penalty all day. I thought it was um, soft. I, I, especially as he's going away from the pen. I know he's committed. I I I want to. I would want to see that second again. I would want to see that. I, I do like George Baldock. I think he's a. I me think he's pretty too. Decent. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, he's solid. I I love Baldock. He's got toes as well. Like him and Basham, mate. Oh, boss. Um, Ollie Norwood. You like him? I do. Yeah. Um, there's actually a status which I put on Facebook about five, six years ago. And I said, oh, Ollie Norwood, what a baller. And I've been following his career since. I love him. And I'm annoyed that it's taken him so long to get into the Premier League. I don't know whether it's anything to do with his um, attitude or mentality. Snobbery. He, he keeps things snobbery. ticking over. Snobbery from other clubs. From big clubs, yeah. yeah. Well, Premier League clubs, let's say. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of talent downstairs in the uh, in the championship and even in League One that well, could make a little step up. I would say I would say the championship is the sixth best league in Europe. Yeah, because sixth or fifth. it's the fourth most followed in terms of fan base, which is ridiculous. It's it's such a competitive league, mm. um, and Adam Harrell, Greek who supports Leeds, would would know it because of Leeds being in the championship mm. as well. It's and there's a bit of money in there now as well. Yeah, that's which, right. Which, there's because there's a lot of there's like a lot because obviously quite million. a lot quite a lot of the clubs have been in the Premier League and come back a lot down of parachute again. Payment. So a lot of the parachute payments and 
you know, money just filters down through the leagues, doesn't it? So mm. the championship is a very competitive league. And as I say, when it comes to leagues around Europe, you've got your Premier League, you've got your top five leagues and your Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, Syria, um, mm. League One. Uh, and I put the championship on a potentially just a slight notch down below League One. And it's definitely on par with, say, Maybe the Eredivisie and mm. the Portuguese league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly. I, I would. I know you would think. Oh well, if they played each other, you know, the Eredivisie like Ajax would beat any team in the. Yeah, they probably would do, but the rest of the league, I reckon, the Championship clubs would would be certainly. Oh yeah! If if you were to merge the leagues, so to speak, um, PSV and Ajax would run away with it. Mm. But, but they would still struggle yeah. in certain games. Oh yeah. Do they really want to go to Stoke? Do they really want to go to Preston? Do they really want to go to Fulham? No, Leeds. I don't think they uh, would. They really want to go to Leeds? No, I don't think they would. I think they would. I think they would find it really, really hard. Mm. Um. So no, no. That's a that's a that's a very so, fair and valid point. Well, that that goes into the point though about Premier League clubs not giving ch- play, chances to players from the Championship, mm. the best players. I mean, look at was it Malpai? He's doing he's doing love decent for Brighton. And obviously him, we'll get yeah. on to Brighton in a little bit. Um but he he's a good player, you know. Um Vardy, when he, he's come up through leagues and now yeah. he's the best striker in the Premier well, League. Um, you there's know? a man at home, I've mentioned him loads of times, um Jared Bowen. Like he he bags. He bags for fun. But he's twenty he's twenty two now, so like, I'm hoping that he'll be able to make the next step up. Um Manchester United, they um they they had a rocky start to the game. Well, they had a rocky start for the, to the season. Um, and they ended up smashing Newcastle in the end, 4-1. Mm. Um, Matty Longstaff. <laughs> Can he, he wants to play Man United every week. Oh, 2-2 two two against United. The only two goals he scored in the Premier League. Um, and they're both against Man United. Lovely little move to make it happen. Yeah. Um, Martial made it one Do you of think these. in the uh, build-up there was a handball? Because that's what the VAR was checking. Nah. It's, it's, it's nah, it's his side. He's terrible though, Jalen. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit, bad, he's, bad striker. Um, Martial, he made it one apiece. Good move, but that's shocking goalkeeping, man. <sighs> Chocolate wrist. Chocolate wrist. You can't get beat like that. You, in the you, you, you liked Depravka. Oh, I love him, but, but that's bad. That was... He's allowed to make it. Everyone's allowed to make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, yeah, Greenwood. Um, right, we, 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 I'll run through the goals, then we'll come back to Greenwood um, because, like, what a strike. The kid's 18 and he's slapping goals like that. Um, Wan-Bissaka got a lovely cross in because um, it's crossing. Everyone takes the mick out of his passing, me in particular. Um, but um, when he was at Palace, his crossing was strong. He's a right winger. He's originally a right winger. And he got moved back into a position and he, he, look, he looked all right. Um, yeah, so it was his cross for, for Rashford's header. Um, but in the build-up of that one, there was a little bit of, bit of ag. Wasn't there with uh, McTominay on Matty Longstaff? Did he get him in the face? I mean, it's one of those where he's he's trying to shield the ball when his arms come up and he's put him. You know, you do your you try, almost like a stiff arm, like you get in American football, or, and he's trying to. And he's, because McTominay's quite tall, his, mm. his his hand is then hit him in the face. Nah, it's not. I'm not buying that. I'm, I'm not. not I'm not having a free kick yeah, for it. No. And like, yeah, if he's like. Full on elbowed him or something. Yeah, yeah oh, it's a different. Enough, but... Like remember when Sol Campbell did that against Man United in that oh, uh, high two or three against against Sol Shaw. It was yeah, it was on Sol Shaw, yeah. and uh, he got sent off for that. It I, wasn't like that. Yeah, but I still don't think that was a red card uh, either. Uh, different story for different time. <laughs> um, 
Um, poor defending again from Newcastle uh, allowed Martial to pounce, um, and it was a nice little tidy finish. Yeah. I, I, well, right, I thought he overran it. He was almost. It was very similar. Do you remember Vardy, the very last Vardy last week? Except he didn't. His, his Martial's second touch drew the keeper out. Yeah. Whereas Vardy's second touch set him up to do to get the chip sort of get, thing. But um, with the way that Martial, because he had no one else around him, and uh, he the keeper kind of the keeper came out, but Dubravka left him a lot of space to his left hand side. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. So again. I th- Question to Bravka on that. I know it was it was hard. It was going to be hard one on one anyway. Yeah, of course. But, but yeah, I don't think the Bravka was. He made it easier for Martial to finish like he did. Yeah, he did. He, he finished off sublime. Fin- yes. Um, I, I wrote in my notes. This is United. Well, I said it's amazing how much better and much threatening do they look when <laughs> Jesse Lingard doesn't play. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's um he's had his um issues off the pitch, but. He's still got to deliver on the pitch when you play him, and he's, 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 he's struggled. Yeah, for for the last twelve months at least. Um, Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. He's eighteen years old. He's the third highest goal scorer, a, a teenage goal scorer in Europe, uh, behind uh, Sancho and Martinelli. He is just want to get Martinelli's name <laughs> in there. Um, he is a raw talent. Yes, and. I love watching him play, but how many times do you see teenagers come through and we're like, oh my God, this is the guy, and they don't really tend to go anywhere. What do you think about Mason Greenwood and will he make it? I haven't seen an awful lot of him because a lot of his goals, like Martinelli, uh, have come in Europe against mm. Europa League, but then he has scored now in the Premier League a couple of games. Yeah, in three, fact, two in, last, in, uh, two in the last three scored. now, isn't it? Yeah. His strikes, his strikes that he's got in the Premier League would suggest to me that he's a natural finisher of yeah. the football. Um, Solskjaer has openly said that he's the best finisher at the club. Exactly. And that would bode well for him because he, only as he gets older, he, his know-how, his experience will get more and more. And he, You just want to be able to see that he gets the opportunities and they don't bring in somebody else in who will stunt his, op- his, his opportunities. Yeah. You don't want him to get played an awful lot because young players will have that moment where they've been played to death and then they'll drop off a cliff yeah. and then they need to be real build back up again. Um, very similar to how Rashford. Was Rashford, say, yeah. Rashford came in, they played him to death, he was doing well and then he hit that cliff, didn't he? And then people questioned him but Rashford's made a stern of stuff now. Look at, I mean, look at him this season, he's got what, 15, 15 16 goals? goals something like that. Yeah. Um, and he bagged again obviously in the game and he, he's becoming, he, he's becoming a consistent performer now and mm. They look, may not look like they've got another one in Greenwood to come. So hopefully, I, I think it's definitely promising. And he, he seems a little bit different to other teenage strikers which have come through. Yeah, I mean, like, the future's bright for Man United um, with the with the age of certain players that, that they've got in their squad. Just got to stick with Solskjaer. They, I, I they, think they, so too. Uh, I think he's got the right idea of how to reshape Man United. Yeah. And I think the fans are beginning to give a little bit more patience now yes um, especially after their turn of form especially with the the Tottenham and the City game where they got six points out of when everyone written them off yeah everyone had so I think I think I think uh, it could be the right person for the role they need to make some changes they need an, a new centre half um, they need a decent defensive midfielder 
And to be fair, I, think I don't know about defence midfield because McTominay is that. They need a creative. They need a creative. If they want to go three in midfield, they want to get a creative player. Well, Pogba's meant to be that. I see Pogba more as a box to box midfield than a creative match. Maybe that's where he's not been quite getting it, but mm. it, uh, it all depends on if he's going to stay. Yeah. Is he going to stay? Yeah, 18 gonna... months left on his deal. So um, if they don't re sign him. That's another. That's twice that they've been let go for free by United and have spent eighty million bringing him. Back. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this: On Friday, twenty seventh of December, two thousand nineteen, is Pogba still a Man United player next season? And we're talking about not the rest of the season, but next season. Yes or no? No, I don't think so either. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know what. Um, what he has to do, if I'm honest, because this is what annoys me about Pogba. When you stick him in a blue shirt, he's absolutely incredible. How many times like, do you watch him play for France and you think, this guy... And you're not just talking about against Luxembourg or whatever. We're talking like World Cup finals. He got an assist and a goal in the World Cup yeah, finals. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And like, that Croatia side was banging. You know, that Croatia side was almost as good as the one in 98. You know, that got to the semi-final. Of, uh, uh, well, came third. Came third um, in uh, in the well, world. Well, you'd argue it's better because they got to the final this time. But I just think of the players that they had back then. You know, Prozanetsky and like Suka. Suka and you know um, Nadal, um, um, Natal, um, Jan Collar. You know, like, not Jan Collar. He was he was um, in Czech. Czech. Um, Uzi um, Goran, um Goran Vlajevic. You know, they had some bad boy bad boy players there. You know, and. That France team then, that was also a good France team. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like, you know, the involvement of, 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 of France or Croatia. But every time Popper wears a blue shirt, he is truly immense. But he just cannot do it. I th- do you think that's also down to the fact that he wants to play for France and whereas when he plays for Man United... He didn't really care. Yeah, yeah, but he was able to be in a free role. He didn't have a position when he was playing at Juve. And he doesn't have a position when he plays for France. So don't play him in a position for United. You get yeah, the best out of him. Maybe, may, maybe, but I still also think it's down to attitude. Attitude is a big part of football. Mm. And as we'll get on to the Arsenal game in a minute, where there was definitely an application of that, it, mm. shows, it shows in the performance. And maybe, as you're saying, he wants to go to Real Madrid, play for Zidane, you know, and he's going to be happy there because he's he feels like he's at a club that is worthy of his... Um, of his talents and his reputation, mm. you know. But we both think that Pub is not going to be at United next season. Yeah. In oh. which case, they're going to need to bring in. But they have to sell him now because what, they need to make the money back. Yes. What what they what they need what they do need to bring in is bring in players like Maguire, Wambisaka, Daniel James, best players from teams below them. And yeah. the uh, good thing that I did see for them being linked with uh, recently is James Madison, and mm. that would be. 100% the right kind of move. Okay, they're going to they'd probably end up spending a lot of money on him. I don't think Madison should leave. But he would be the best he would be the kind of player he's that the they type should because yeah. he's, he's a step up for him. Yeah. He's going to want to play for Man United. He's going to want to be able to prove that he can play at that level and they are getting the best player for from a team in the same league as him but as a as a step below them. Yeah. 
the Liverpool way. The Liverpool way, definitely. Man United should take a leaf out of Liverpool's book. <laughs> While we're in Liverpool, um, Everton won, Burnley nil. Ancelotti's first game. What are your thoughts on Ancelotti? Um, again, this could go one of two ways. Everton could be galvanised by the fact that they've got a big name manager in and you know they can respect him and listen to what he says rather than Marco Silva, who we both think is a bit of a fraud. He's a massive fraud. Um, and they didn't really buy into what he was selling them. Mm. So Ancelotti could be saying the same things as him, but because it's Ancelotti and not Marco Silva, yeah, they're going to... Yeah, exactly. And they kept big dunk on the... Uh, yeah, party. he loves <laughs> it. He couldn't get that grin off his face the whole game. That's um, um, four games unbeaten now. Yeah, four games well. unbeaten. Two wins, two draws. Lo- love a good diving header. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's been it's been Richarlison doing that most yeah. of the season. Um, he scored four, uh, four four diving headers um, this season, but this time it was Calvert Lewin and Sadibi, uh, Sadibi's cross was was pretty. Um, Playing three at the back. Played the first game, back. first game in charge. Plays three at the back with win back. Sadibi kind of reprising his role from when he was at Monaco. Yeah. That, that Monaco side well, for a few years. Yeah, so. it's more it's more in a four-two-three-one uh, for for them. But he was able to get Marauding. forward, and when he was doing that, Fabinho was slip into yeah. that right back position and try and try and tidy things up. So you know, it's um it's nice to actually see him having a bit more um, freedom, having like shackles off, so mm. to speak. Um, Bournemouth won, Arsenal won. Um, Arsenal's first game under under Arteta. Um, Danny Gosling, um, Dan Gosling with the, with the first goal. Um, Bamiyang with the equaliser. Um, right place, right time. I would say. Um, I don't think Bournemouth really deserved to take the lead at that point. I, I felt like Arsenal on the front foot. For, for now, this is going to sound completely biased because everyone who, who regularly listens to the show will know that. We're both Arsenal fans, but watching the game yesterday, Arsenal were the dominant team and the flow of the game was, it was Arsenal pretty much and they were buying, it looked like they were buying into what Arteta was saying. The attitude was better. Mm. The good thing that we did see is that when Bournemouth were on the attack, they didn't just get goal side and just stay there, did they? They engaged. I saw numerous occasions. Torreira, who can I just point out, has seemed to have uh, found a little bit of life again. Now that Emery's... It's strange that Emery, now Emery's got out of the club, Torreiro's kind of gone back to how he was when he first came, yeah. which is going to sound strange because it was Emery when he was there to begin with, but maybe he was still like under how he was at Sampdoria yeah. when, he was, when he was bossing it at Sampdoria. But since he's, Emery's left the club and he's been played in his more natural position, mm. Torreira has now gone back to the form that's kind of brought him to Arsenal in the first place. Yeah. He was harrying all over the place. He was breaking at play. His passing was... Here's the other thing as well. His passing was progressive. It looks like he's been instructed to break the lines to find Mesut Ozil. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that was the other part of it as well. Mesut Ozil I looked better have. because yeah. he was found in positions that Mesut Ozil can do damage to other Mesut teams. Mesut Ozil, I've never seen him run. Well, he came... I, up, he, I haven't seen him run since he was at Bremen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going back 10 um, years. And when he, he, when was, he, he was fantastic. I think the point was, when he came off, when he was subbed off in, what, the 74, 74 he looked shattered. Yeah, he, ap- he actually when, had a sweat on. When, when, when you compare that to what he's been, when he's been subbed off previously, he's kicked his gloves or he's sulked off, and he mm. looks like he hasn't run at all. But in this game, when he got subbed off, he looked absolutely shattered. Like, the signs were promising, and on another day... Arsenal would have had four or five goals. They they had some poor cross. It was a four It was a poor performance in the final third, wasn't it? Yeah. Apart from the goal. Apart from the goal, um, which was it was lucky. Reese Nelson, Saka, in particular, guilty offenders of poor final crosses and final passes. And Lacazette had a poor game, a very poor game. Um, 
for me as well. But moving forwards, that is definitely encouraging because they can't be that poor again. And you only need it. They only need it to be two or three times, and they'll get two or three goals, and they'll win the game. Yeah. So it was encouraging. And people on people who were criticising, saying, "Ah, oh, Tetrao, and what's the difference? Oh, it was only Bournemouth. Oh, it's a massive they difference. Didn't, but they you know, didn't I just watch wasn't, the game. Um, a big fan of uh, incoming in the first place, but it's got to prove me wrong. It's got to prove me wrong. So um, we'll, we'll soon see what happens. But um, Arsenal then um, host uh, Chelsea yeah. in Chelsea's first game. Uh, not sorry, Arsenal's first game at home under Arteta. Um, Chelsea didn't do too well. No. They, they lost 2-0 against Southampton. They're in a bit of rough um, form. Um, apart from that, that Spurs result the other day. Yeah. Um, I'm, see, I'm seeing a lot of fans, they were, they, were, they were after Lampard because they think that he, he, he doesn't get the consistency week in, week out because they were going on about him being a tactical genius against Spurs, but where was it against Southampton? Well, Southampton just played their game. They did exactly what Bournemouth did, exactly what West Ham did. They were like, right, why don't we just get in their faces a little bit? A bit like what's happening, what what should be happening for teams when they play against Liverpool. They don't like it. Because big clubs like to be dominant. Well, they, the want to di- they, they, they want to dict- um, dictate the terms on their own... On their own, they want to dictate the game on their own terms. I should say. Yeah. And Southampton, when teams try not to let them do that, you know, then this kind of result can happen. Mm. Whereas obviously in the past, where Chelsea would have been, they had their, you know, they all conquering side where they were Drogba, Lampard, Balak, Maluda, mm. Ashley Cole, John Terry, oh, checking big, big goal. Names. When teams tried to take it on them, they were good enough and powerful enough to still overcome that and actually still dominate. Yeah. Whereas this Chelsea side, obviously they're relying more on younger players now. And I don't know if some of their other players they've got in there, like Rudiger, Kovacevic, mm. um, Jorginho. Yeah. They're not not as good. It's not, yeah, they're not the same sort of name. Jorginho has had an inspiring season so far, in my opinion, though. Um, but Southampton. Right. I'm, I'm glad um, for them because we both like Hasenhutl. We do. And like, if you've got to think about it as well, the games that they lost, excluding the, 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 Leicester, uh, the game. Leicester game, they've been relatively unlucky. They lost 2-1 against, uh, against Liverpool. They yep. could have got a result out of the game. I believe they lost 2-1 to, to Spurs well, as well. They could have got a result out of that game. The game against Arsenal. The uh, game against Arsenal got a point. They got a point um, when they, they really, they should have won that they, game. They lost 3-1 to um, to City. They were 1-0 up. And I thought they that were came unlucky. Off, but the, that, that, the context of that game, was that was the next off game the after, after the, 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 the Leicester game. game. So they um, would, their they confidence might, would have been low. They, they got a point off, off United, United as well. So the games that they lost, a lot of them have been relatively unlucky. So, you know, but... Let's talk about some of the goals in this because the these two goals that were scored were out of the top draw. They were absolutely incredible. Michael Oberfemi, um, young Irish international, what like he, the ball's fizzed into him and he's just taken it like out of his feet, left peg, top bins. You know, he's nineteen. He's finished that. As if he was like uh, twenty eight. Yeah, right? exactly. Like had a full career, Champions League under the belt. Do you know what I mean? And like, I'm going to take that my feet and have a pick. Beautiful goal. Um, at half time, they made a change because Chelsea did go into the game with three at the back. Um, Zuma came off and Mount came on, but it didn't make much of a difference to to the way Chelsea approached the game. They, they had a couple of opportunities, but then the movement for the second goal, which was scored by um, uh, um, Evan Redmond. Did you know he was only 25? Who, Nathan Redmond? Yeah. No, I thought he was older than that. He's 25, bruv. 
He's 25. He's going to be... He's the birthday <laughs> until February. You know, honestly. He's 25, anyway, he's, he's 25 until he's 26, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's only 25. Uh, me and Bogle sat down the other day and were like, what? Um, but yeah, that move started from a throw-in in the, in, the, like, in the left wing position for Southampton. And they... I had to go back and count the passes. To be honest, it was only 14 passes. But the movement of it, the way they were just like sweeping the ball around um, and then Armstrong's flick over to, um, to Redmond and he, he put it home. Now, if Barcelona did that, that would be, they, they would be making montages of that for, for days. There'll be a DVD out. You know, it would be ugh, just sublime. But yeah, they, they are in a, in, in, a, in a good way at the moment. So Southampton's a good, good they... form. Chelsea are on a bad form. It's going to be... Sets up the game between Arsenal and Chelsea at the weekend quite nicely because you'd be thinking, well, if Chelsea in that bad form, Arsenal would be installed as favourites. But Arsenal, under a new manager, and still trying to find their way. Yeah, Arsenal haven't Arsenal played very well. Up. It's a 50-50 game for me, that one. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely a flip of a coin. I'm, I'm a bit... I want to watch it as a neutral, but I can't. I know. Um, I, I, well, I'm, I'm as neutral as they can be, uh, as, as you know. Everyone knows me in that in that respect. Um, quick one. Palace 2, West Ham 1. Antonio's assist for Snodgrass the first time. Lovely little finish. Lovely um, Coyote, he um, got, the repl- um, got the reply to make it one apiece. Um, MacArthur's cross and Ayu's knockdown. That was quite nice. And, yeah. uh, and then Coyote, that's his first goal he scored since... Um, he was at West Ham. It was indeed no no major celebration there. You know the old respect stuff. Please tell me you're going to take a moment here to talk about Jordan Ayew's goal. I'm going to take a moment here oh. to talk about Jordan Ayew's goal. Now, oh what oh. the hell is he playing at, mate? That where is did, it's outrageous. From? It's outrageous. That was that was Messi esque. Yeah. That was Messi. And once again, if that was Messi who did that, we would be they'll be like, Oh yeah, well that's um that's the what they call, you know, the goal that they get the get the reward for. Puskas Award. Puskas, that's the one, Puskas Award. What's oh my god. Um <laughs> it's just uh oh, you're right there. Yeah, yeah, sorry, You've done well actually. You know, I have been forty eight minutes just... in you've only that's the first oh. the first uh, bit of coffee. Yeah. That's good good effort there, so we'll get you home soon anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, um Jordan Ayu, the way he's danced through the turn. Oh everything about it, he's he's mu- he's taken the souls and careers of those two. I don't know who those West Ham defenders he <laughs> and then he sat the keeper down and he's just gone thank you very much everything about it's very very reminded me of do you remember Georgie Kinkladze for Man City oh Christ yeah and he got remember that goal he scored um, oh, where he did it very similar was it Newcastle I can't remember who it was but I can picture in my head right now where he's, he's danced through the defenders and he's just literally dinked over the goalkeeper mm. um, it's very very similar yeah it, Georgie Kinkladze did you know that he had a stint in Argentina Right. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so so that was that game. Um, other than that, well, that that goal made the game. Yeah. But the game was well, what it's fit fitting yeah. way to win a game. Yeah, it? definitely because the game as a whole was was pretty hard to watch. Um, Tottenham two, Brighton one. Now, um, Brighton, they almost shocked Tottenham again. Um, Kane thought he. Open the scoring. Yeah, it was it was a lovely goal. Good finish, yeah. nice and composed. But VAR, his toe was offside, so he's offside. So I think it was his armpit. 
So you're saying you can play the ball your armpit now? No, I don't, I don't I'm know. not buying it. That is a goal. And um, But I'm glad it didn't stand because it allowed me some time to put on Kane anytime 11 to 8. Thank you very much for the, <laughs> uh, for, for the bits from last night, Harry Kane. Um, Brighton, they got a counter-attack from the free kick. Now, I thought it was a harsh free kick anyway. Shalotto gave it away. Um... Tottenham had the free kick. There was an offside decision. Referee allowed play to continue. Um, good counter-attack. And then Winks slides in. Not a foul for me. Doesn't touch the man. Uh, but the referee's gone in, gave a yellow card. From the resultant free kick, there's um, there's there's the header Webster, from, from Webster, Webster, who scored quite a few goals this season, especially from his head, um, to make it 1-0. So I felt... I felt a little sorry for Tottenham in that situation there um, because I, I thought that was harsh. But now Winks is out of the next game. I will, yeah, um, which is your customary holiday booking. <laughs> yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's suspension, what um, which Suzoko did later on in the game where he was started. We he started shoving. Um, was it Dan Byrne? Yeah, he was getting well in his face, and he was like, "Got booked for it, misses the next, next game." game. Yeah. It's just like, is he? I mean, because he, he, he there was no need for Sissoko to do that. No, there wasn't. They've got um, Norwich away, so like I, said, I think they'll be able to survive with yeah, that. Yeah, they should be. Um, what I was going to say, though, is Mourinho, since he's taken charge of Spurs, in the nine games he's uh, they've played, they've conceded 15 goals now. Now, yeah. Mourinho of old, in nine games, they'd be lucky if they conceded nine. six. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, six. Yeah. But what so, Turnbound has said, um, said, I know exactly what the problem is, but... If I address that problem, they won't be very happy with me. It's like, hold on a minute. Aren't you do you not want to win games? Yeah, in fact, aren't you supposed to be? Aren't you supposed to be the manager as well? Aren't you supposed to be one who's like, who's the leader, and you're the, um, the one who's showing the team how to go and way forwards. If you're saying that, how can they trust you going forwards and be assured that you're the right man to take them to the promised land mm. that they want to go? Exactly. Who knows? Who knows what? I, th- I think they will win a trophy this year. I think they'll go out and win a cup. Potentially. They might win a cup, yeah. They yeah, might I win a cup. that's what they're going to get. Um, Are they still in the League Cup? Or they, no, they no, get, no. They're done. Was that, was that before uh, Mourinho took to yeah. over? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because Mourinho um, does like winning a league cup. Yeah, he's got um, he got the Manchester derby and the um, Mid- uh, Midlands derby. Oh, yeah. um, right, so Connolly um, could have made it two 0 Oh, um, wait, wait, hit him on the shoulder. Yeah, he's got to time that better. He's a free man there. He's got to time that better and at least make the goalkeeper work. Can we just talk about for a second um, the two players I like from Brighton um, mm. that we haven't mentioned before? Out. Alzate, 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 yeah, lovely. Oh, he's got a nice little balance about him. And here's the other thing that very, very similar to Grealish, he glides across the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that about a player. Mm. Um, and the other one was that is that Silva? Was it or Bernardo, the guy who, who first game he played for Brighton? Yeah. this season he looked a decent player as yeah, well. Yeah, he's, he's um, not bad. It'd be nice to see Basuma back. Nice to see Basuma. It's a bit of a favourite of mine and yours. Yeah, when, we love a bit of Basuma. When, when we saw, was it Arsenal, Arsenal versus Brian, Brian last yeah, last year. Game of the season. Yeah. yeah, home game of the season. Um, he's got nice toes on him. Um, very nice toes. If talk about nice toes. Harry Kane um, did very well oh, um, to react yeah. um, to make it one of the He's just a good striker. He's a very, in fact, I say good striker. Well, he's an elite striker. Well, well, we'll be talking about him very, very shortly um, because um, Deli Ali. Um, he made it to one. That's a, that's what a finish! A, that's a lovely. What a finish! Yeah. Absolute beauty. Um, and that rounds up the games. But it is the last show we're going to be doing this year. We might squeeze a little cheeky one on Monday. I'm not sure yet. Um, but um, yeah. Oh no! It's no, back to Monday. We got we've got a show on Monday. Normal fixtures. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so 
team of the year. We thought we'd squeeze it in today. Team very, of the decade. Decade, sorry. Yeah, team of the decade. Now, very, very contrasting. Um, goalkeepers. And it'd be interesting to know what other people's team of the decade. Yeah, we're going to put well. these. We're going to put these on to the two up top page as well. So let us let us know what your thoughts are. Don't say, oh, I want to put that player in. I'll put that player in. Um, Let's hear your. I want to see your 11s yeah. for the decade. Uh, oh, buddy, you got a subs bench. I didn't put some. <laughs> um, I just went straight. <laughs> up, I, I just I, I, I had a bit of time. I just, I just went up straight up starting eleven. Um, so goalkeepers, I went pet check. Well, I went David De Gea, mm. um, mainly because he's been the ever-present for me. I know, I know we've said in the past that we don't think David De Gea is, is as good as what people are making out. But Name me a better he, goalkeeper in the he, decade. In, in, the, in, the, in the decade, he's won a couple of titles. He's been United's player of the season a couple of times. He's won a European trophy. He's won a European No, trophy. he didn't. Did, oh, was he in the final for that, actually? I, I don't think. he was. Romero, he, Romero did the whole thing. He, 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 play, he played in the final, but I think that was obviously the one that United didn't win. When they lost to Barcelona at Wembley. No, no, no. Um, the Europa League. Good point. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, I like Romero did, remember. It, he did it all the way, but I can't remember how he started that. But I went Petacek because the beginning of the decade is when he was still doing major bits from the previous decade. Mm. He's got a Champions League winner now. He's won a couple of league titles as well. He kept that. He kept everything ticking over there. So I went with Petacek. The, the, the only thing that stopped me from going check was that this hard time at Arsenal kind of... Spoiled his yeah, legacy. Honestly, a little, a little bit, but yeah. Um, left back. Um, I went. We'll just go through your defence, and I'll go through my defence. Um, we'll go man for man because we've got okay. the same formation. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, left back. I've gone Ashley Cole. Um, reason being, same as Petr Cech. Start really. of the decade. Start of the decade. Still ever present. Won a Europe. Won a European trophy. Being the Champions League mm. pinnacle. I went Pete Patrice Evra again. Start of the decade, they won a couple of titles. He went to the Champions League final. The only thing that been maybe about Evra is that he wasn't there, didn't play an awful lot in this decade because a lot of his work was done in the previous decade. Mm -hmm. Which, as we we'll go through this, we'll, we've kind of found out that that's happened with a lot of the players in yeah. this year that we could have selected. Yeah, but very. Teams. Yeah, I'm very. I'm very early. Some you know me. I'm an old school guy. Um, centre half partnership, um, company and Terry. Oh, and Company and Van Dyke. Com company for me yeah. is the yeah, best captain of this decade. Yeah, he was a shoe in. City, City have been the dominant team of this decade. They've won more Premier Leagues than anybody yeah, else. Yeah. Um, and he was the captain and he retired last season. So, yeah, yeah he's definitely. I he, did think about Terry. I'll be honest with you. I and did I think thought about, about Van Dyke. But I went with Van Dyke because I think he's played more in this decade than Terry. And I think Terry's best years were in the previous decade. Yeah, his best years and were for that, yeah. Van Dyke played for Southampton where he was pretty decent at Southampton. And then he's made the step up to Liverpool. Now, the only thing going against Van Dyke, he hasn't actually won anything yet, but which will be rectified this as a, season. As a Premier League player. As a Premier yeah. League player, um, yeah. But. And, um, yeah. Zabaleta right back so that's that. I, I'm interested to know why you think was Zabaleta because I went Aspilicueta yeah um, which I completely understand why yeah um, and he's been a good leader for Chelsea he's been a good leader he's won again he's won a couple of um, Premier Leagues mm -hmm. he's won uh, I think he or was it Ivanovic who was in the Europa League yeah uh, and well, no, the Champions League was uh, Basingwa, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but Aspilicueta since he's joined Chelsea they've won a couple of leagues he's been there consistent performer week in week out he's a very handsome man um, <laughs> but, but, um, Zabaleta for me I don't think City have had a better right back in my lifetime 
Including Carl so, Walker in that? Yeah, of course, of course. I don't think he's all that, Carl Walker. I really don't. I think he's good. I think Zabaleta is great. Mm. And that's the difference. Um, midfield. So, like, it's weird midfield um, because... It is. Uh, trying, to, trying to shoehorn everybody in. Um, centre midfielder partnership. I've gone with David Silva and Frank Lampard. Now, I went slightly different. <laughs> I went Yaya Torre and N'Golo Kante. And then I kicked off because I didn't put you, Yaya yeah. Torre in mind. So I, but then I'm thinking, uh, uh, I've kind of left out David Silva a bit. <laughs> it's so tough, isn't it? It's, it's really tough. But my reasons for bringing Yaya Torre and Kante in was that Yaya Torre for about three or four years was a dominant player. In Unplayable. The and there was that one season where he got, what, 24, 25 goals from yeah. centre midfield. Kante, for me, because he won the Premier League with Leicester. Then he went back. Then he went next year to Chelsea and won the Premier League there. Yeah. And he's been the best player in his position in the Premier League since he's joined. And that's been what four or five seasons. Yeah. Now. And, um, and David David Silva is just yeah, Mr. Mr. Dictator. Yeah. He, he he controls he controls everything. I think that's um, an oversight on my part. I don't um, know. We uh, wide men. Um, I've gone um, Sterling and Hazard. Um, I, when I was doing my team, I was in the shower. Um, and I was like, well, I know my, I know my front three. I'm going to do this, this, this. And I was like, hold on a minute. I put Hazard in. So I had to change my formation. Hazard, he yeah. has been the best player for Chelsea yeah. this decade. He's won, the, he's won a couple of player of the seasons as well in the what, PFA player, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. And so he makes my team as well. But I went with Mane mm. um, instead. So... It was a very similar situation to Van Dijk. I thought he played well at Southampton. He was one of their better players. And then since he's gone on to Liverpool, again, he's gone on to the next level. He's got level. a, a on of football, is uh, he? He's won the Champions League, got them to the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. He was linked with Real Madrid. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that my, my choice was between him or Sterling. But then the other one was Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. KDB's not made it to my he's side He's not 11, made either side. Mainly through injury. But like, if I was gonna, I wouldn't be able to put Kevin De Bruyne in my team because I would need to put Torre in my team. I need to put Yaya Torre in my team. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but Sterling, excuse me, he started off at Liverpool. He showed why he's so good. 2013-14 season. Yeah. He made the step up. Is now a leader as well. I think is a leader in men. Is doing so much away from the game, but in the game, he is just looking. Like yeah. better and better every game he plays, and um, striker wise, we, we we matched on that one. We matched. I mean, Kane Aguero. Kane Aguero. It doesn't really doesn't really say. It. I mean, Vardy did definitely enter my thoughts well, in this. That's what I mean. Like, I was going Kane Aguero, Vardy. That's my front three. But then, how do I fit in this abundance of player elsewhere? And I wanted to I wanted to give my team a relative level of balance. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I always do there. that when I put eleven together. I always get it balanced. Like, I don't just put like a load of like a load of attacking Hon- midfielders. Honourable mentions for me in striker would be Van Persie uh, yeah. and Diego Costa. Diego Costa, you put him in. in He's been honourable mention. Yeah, I am. Um, I won't put Costa anywhere near that for me. Um, uh, who would I put as an honourable? I don't know. Um, just, just Vardy needs, needs to be yeah. in and around it. I, I can't think of uh, maybe Suarez. Um, you know, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I don't he, think it's long he, enough. Yeah, that's it. Long uh, enough. But yeah, that's that's our that's our team. So we'll put those. We'll put those out there. So be intrigued to see what your 11s are. But um, you've been listening to the weekly football review show, the Boxing Day special uh, of Two Up Top. 
with Gav Mack and Alex Osborne. We're in association with Stalker's studio, the best studio uh, recording studio in the whole Northampton. The Mail Coach, where you'll probably find me later on, um, the best boozer in the whole Northamptonshire, um, as well as Macau Sports Bar and Grill, the best boozer, West 51st and 8th in New York. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>